Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Happy Wednesday, Edwin. Happy Wednesday, Andrew. It's so good to be together today. Fantastic. Middle of the week, going through Psalm 104. I love the fact that there's rain outside and people cutting the grass. Only in Florida. The grass doesn't stop growing and people don't stop cutting it. All right, let's jump into Psalm 104. It's a lengthy psalm and we don't need to be wasting time. Psalm 104 from the NIV. Praise the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. He wraps himself in light as with a garment. He stretches out the heavens like a tent and lays the beams of his upper chambers on their waters. He makes the clouds his chariot and rides on the wings of the wind. He makes winds his messengers, flames of fire his servants. He set this earth on its foundations. It can never be moved. You covered it with the deep as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains, but at your rebuke, the waters fled. At the sound of your thunder, they took to flight. They flowed over the mountains. They went down into the valleys to the place you assigned for them. You set a boundary they cannot cross. Never again will they cover the earth. He makes springs pour water into the ravines. It flows between the mountains. They give water to all the beasts of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. The birds of the air nest by the waters. They sing among the branches. He waters the mountains from his upper chambers. The earth is satisfied by the fruit of his work. He makes grass grow for the cattle and plants for the man to cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth, wine that gladdens the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread that sustains his heart. The trees of the Lord are well watered, the cedars of Lebanon that he planted. There the birds make their nests, the stork has its home in the pine trees. The high mountains belong to the wild goats, the crags are a refuge for the conies. The moon marks off the seasons, and the sun knows when to go down. You bring darkness, becomes night, and all the beasts of the forest prowl. The lions roar for their prey and seek their food from God. The sun rises and they steal away. They return and lie down in their dens. Then man goes out to his work, to his labor until evening. How many are your works, O Lord? In wisdom you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. There's the sea, vast and spacious, teeming with creatures beyond number, living things both large and small. There the ships go to and fro, and the Leviathan, which you formed to frolic there. These all look to you to give them their food at the proper time. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they're satisfied with good things. When you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send your spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. He who looks at the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. But may sinners vanish from the earth and the wicked be no more. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. We've been talking this week about this psalm that talks, that I mean, it paints this wonderful picture of almost, almost all is well with the world. A celebration of creation and God's provision. We've marked out how a lot of the themes in this psalm really line right up with the creation account in Genesis 1 nearly day by day. And then inside into various animals that God created and how he provides for them and their and their different environments. It's a good world, a good land, mm-hmm. and it's important for us to remember 
that God does have good things in store for his people. Uh, Think about in Israel, a promised land, a promised rest, and certainly something we're looking forward to as Christians ourselves. It's interesting that you tie that together with the promised land. One of the things I was thinking about as I'm reading the psalm, we've, we've made a case as we've walked through the psalms that there almost seems to be a loose version of a story of Israel's history. In book three, there was a whole lot about the judgment that came upon Israel and the destruction on Jerusalem. A lot about Moses also. And then the Exodus. So so yeah, now here in this book, we've been getting Moses and the Exodus and how much of that really mirrors this return from Babylon. So it's Mm. like, so it's like in book three, we've got the destruction and the judgment. And now in book four, there's drawing forth from Moses, drawing forth from the Exodus, drawing forth from deliverance that happened to sing praises to God for what's now happening as they're being released from Babylon. And on the one hand, it seems like Psalm 104 steps outside of all of that. Mm -hmm. On the one hand, it seems like Psalm 104 says, you know what, now it's just time. Let's just praise God for how amazing he is. Let's just praise God for creation. And of course, bringing up how much of Moses has been in book four, who wrote Genesis one? Well, that would be Moses. Moses, right? And so we've got a praise that's not at all surprising to be from Moses. Though I will tell you that the Septuagint does have a label as being by David. Uh, We don't. I don't know Uh. if if the Septuagint is right about that or not. But the Septuagint translators did attribute it to David. However. As, as we've been having these psalms that remind us of God's deliverance, that remind us of the restoration, I wonder if there's not something here that is supposed to direct us to this notion of the promised land. Yeah. Because right in the middle of the psalm, there's a statement as, our, as, as the author is meditating on God and has, on his creation. Listen to what it says in verse 10. You make springs gush forth in the valleys. They flow between the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. And then it goes on and talks about the other animals that live from that. And then you get down to verse 14. You cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate, that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread to strengthen man's heart. And then, of course, it talks about the trees being watered and planted. Here's what I'd like you to hear. Mm-hmm. L- listen to what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, beginning at verse 7. This is I'm going to read in Deuteronomy chapter 8, beginning at verse 7. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs flowing out into the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees, of pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper, and you shall eat and be full. You shall bless the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. Mm. This psalm is all about blessing God. Why? Because of his creation, because he created an inhabitable Mm -hmm. world, and then he placed inhabitants within it. And right here in Deuteronomy, as they are looking to go into the promised land, the picture is God has given you an inhabitable land, and he is making you the inhabitants, and now bless God for that. And I can't help but notice the uh, strong echoes 
of uh, of the psalmist and the features of this promised land, particularly yes. the yes, you know, talking about the water flowing and that abundance of springs and water in the valleys and water among the hills, and that's exactly how the psalmist is dealing with God, appointing these places for water to come through hills. There's another passage I'm going to read now from Deuteronomy chapter 11, beginning in verse eight. Deuteronomy chapter 11, beginning at verse 8, You shall therefore keep the whole commandment that I command you today, that you may be strong, and go in and take possession of the land that you're going over to possess, and that you may live long in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give to them and to their offspring, a land flowing with milk and honey. For the land that you are entering to take possession of is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you sowed your seed and irrigated it like a garden of vegetables. But the land that you are going over to possess is a land of hills and valleys, which drinks water by the rain from heaven, a land that the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord your God are always upon it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And if you will indeed obey my commandments that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, he'll give the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain and your wine and your oil. And he will give grass in your fields for your livestock, and you shall eat and be full. Take care lest your heart be deceived, and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And he goes on to say he'll shut up the heavens if they do that. But do you yeah. see the connections there? We've got the do. the rain coming down out of the heavens. It's going through yeah. the valleys. We've got the springs. We've got it's going to produce the, the oil, the wine, and the wheat. Yeah. We've got the fact that there's grass that's going to be for growing the for the livestock and yeah. for the cattle. And all of this is supposed to cause them to praise the Lord. It's all supposed to cause them to bless the Lord. I think what we have then is smack in the middle of this book of Psalms that has been talking about the deliverance, the restoration, remembering Exodus, remembering coming into the promised land. What we have is a meditation on Genesis 1, Mm -hmm. which actually brings to praise and thanksgiving for God giving them an inhabitable land, Mm -hmm. this land flowing with water as God pours the rain down and gives them food to eat, uh, allows for even the, the wildlife to live, allows for the cattle to live so that they can use the cattle as beasts of burden so that they can eat when they need to and when it's yeah. when it's appropriate so that they can offer sacrifices to to the Lord their God. Well, I've never lived in Canaan. Um but you've been there. I have. I, I appreciate you remembering that and and mentioning it so that I didn't have to. <laughs> uh, I've never lived there in Canaan. Um but I got to tell you as I as I'm reading this and how these blessings of that land are enumerated, I can't help but think about the places I have lived. In Indiana and Tennessee and Mm -hmm. now Florida and the importance of water and crops being able to grow. Yeah. Seeing the cattle because the parts of the country where I've lived, I I see those. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've seen Mm -hmm. that. Um, And just being mindful of how truly blessed I am and uh, our people are and, and our land are. In, in these same sorts of ways. We can, you know, not to take that for granted. That takes me back to where we, what we talked about yesterday. I just hearing you say that I can't, I can't avoid where we were yesterday talking about the God who did all this, the God who designed this, looking at just a water cycle, a, mm. a cycle of, of water evaporating and going up into the sky and falling back down on the earth so that it can water the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just the sheer design of how this world works. We have a sun and we have a moon and here's a world that's exactly located so that the sun is helpful to it and the moon is helpful to it. Yeah. It's... it's uh, the, the concept that this just happened accidentally, that somewhere along the line, first of all, that there's anything 
before there was someone to bring it into existence. I, I don't with with our physical laws. I don't know how we can get there. But the idea that maybe there was something and then it exploded and accidentally, purposelessly, what we have now is what came about because that's what happens when things explode. Right. Oh, no. Right. And and boiling lava always creates water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, th- th- there's problems with that story. But I, I guess um, even when we're um, counting our blessings and trying to be thankful, I don't I don't I often fail to start at very fundamental levels. Mm. This is a good land I'm living on. Yes. There is water here. There is cattle here. There is a living here and and, and prosperity just fundamentally. And I need to be thankful for that. I need to praise God for that. I'm living in a place in a land that looks an awful lot like the one that the psalmist is extolling God for here. Right. Right. Yeah. And of course, it plants the seed for us that God has blessing for us and promise for us. He He is going to have a place for us, his people, to dwell for all eternity. Absolutely. I don't fully know what that's going to look like or mm-hmm. how we're going to experience it, what, what that's going to feel like, but I know he's providing it. He's always promised that. Yeah. And, and I can look at this psalm and remember that and praise God for that. Amen. Why don't we go ahead and wrap up with a prayer, brother? Our great God and Father. Help us to be thankful. Help us to appreciate the goodness of things like water and cattle and to find joy, Father, in seeing your provision and animals around us and a world teeming with life and being mindful, Father, that there's life even beyond those things that we see easily and we're ever learning more about it. It's to learn more about your great creative mind. We pray, Father, that we might take comfort in knowing how you provide And even in times when we are anxious and stressed, not sure exactly how you will provide, but we know that we can trust you and that you will. And Father, we take great comfort of that in this day. We praise you. We glorify you in all of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Happy Wednesday, Edwin. Happy Wednesday, Andrew. And a very happy Wednesday to you, sir. (laughs) Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. I don't know. You just kind of lost what I, you were going to say I, next, I, just, huh? I felt like we were just starting, and I just started again. <laughs> <laughs> All right.